What's up, Team Eagles, and welcome to Optimize, the show that teaches you all things tea and how it can optimize longevity, recovery, and performance. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. And today, we are diving into the world of puar or puer teas. So puer teas, we're going to talk about three topics in particular. One, the history of puar teas, and I don't know what the actual pronunciation is, so you'll hear me switch between puar and puer. Sometimes it's more funny to say puer, so we'll see. Uh, So like I said, we're going to dig into the history of puar teas. Uh, The second topic is the unique health benefits of puar teas, and the third topic is any tips and tricks to make your tea experience the absolute best. So without further ado, let's dig into the unique history of Puar teas. So Puar tea is a fermented tea. This means that it one comes from the same plant as any green tea, black tea, oolong, or white tea comes from. So that is the Camellia sinensis plant. And what makes Puar teas unique is that they have this specifically this fermentation process at the end of the oxidation and processing of the tea leaves. So this is unlike a green tea or a black tea or oolong or a white tea that they just don't have, they have the oxidation step, but they do not have this fermentation step. So how did this develop? Where did this come from? Why is it something that we care about so much? These are all great questions and things that we're going to be digging into. So it's good to know that there are two types of Puar teas, and we're going to be talking about this first type, which is known as Shang Puar primarily. Shang Puar, also known as uh, Raw Puar, is the traditional Puar out there. This is what Puar created or was started as. Uh, the, The newer style is known as Shu Puar, or also known as Ripe Puar. And we'll dig into the differences between those two. But like I said, the original Puar is known as Shang, and that's what we are going to be discussing mostly. So where did this come from? How did this all start? Why did we ferment tea? What does that even mean to ferment tea? Well, this can date back to before uh, before AD times. So this is in BC era. This was something that was started in the Yunnan province in southeast, southeastern China. And what happened was among around this time, the tea trade began prospering. And so what people would do from the Yunnan is that they created these trails that they would walk to to get to other parts of the land to do trade and and to start expanding this, this tea business. And along these trails, specifically to Tibet. Tibet was a huge province that these these tea leaves would be shipped to. And specifically, this, this trail would be like a six to eight month journey. Now to make these journeys, they had to take these tea leaves and pack them into, into discs because they needed these tea leaves to be the most economical to travel with, meaning they needed it to be very small styles that didn't take up much space because they would just throw these on tops of mules, on the backs of mules, horses, 
in backpacks and just travel along this six to eight month journey to Tibet to trade and sell and barter this tea. So along this process, along this six to eight month journey, these tea leaves that started off as just traditional green tea leaves would inevitably they would experience moisture. Um, th- this area of Yunnan is, is very tropical. And so ex- inevitably they would experience some moisture and they would get yeah exposed to the elements, the heat and everything. And because these weren't pasteurized at this time, of course, they contained bacteria. The, the tea leaves had natural microflora on them on them. So when they experienced this exposure to the elements such as moisture, such as heat, this is enough to start a fermentation process. So throughout this six to eight month period to Tibet, these tea traders would realize by the time they got to Tibet that this tea is completely different than what they harvested. Now, what they experimented with and what they discovered was that the longer they let this tea kind of sit and ferment, the more mellow the flavor became, the more unique and earthy the flavor became. And it was something that people loved. And so they kept doing it. They would take this tea, they would store it in these Tibetan uh, tea storage rooms, and they would sit for, for months and years until they were finally consumed. And they just realized that the longer this would go, the more flavorful, more smooth and delicious this tea became. So they started intentionally doing this later. And this was thus the creation of Shang Puar tea. And this was something that was done for for many, many thousands of years. Um, And the Shu Puar, the other one that we referenced, that didn't even start until around the 1970s. In the 1970s, Shu Puar became a thing because Puar tea became so popular and was craved by so many people that they're like, well, we can't do this fermentation for for 10 plus years to get this delicious tea. How can we expedite this process? And thus, Shu Puar was created, also known as Ripe Puar. And the difference is, primarily is in the fermentation process. So the Shang Puar has this extremely long fermentation process, typically 10 plus years. The Shu Puar can be fermented within weeks to months. So typically like three months at the max, and then it's put out to the market, which is a drastic, drastic drop in in time. So this became an extremely popular and is an extremely popular tea today. And the way that they expedite this process is they do what's called a wet piling. So they will pile up these leaves, douse them in water, and every couple days they would go in and they would turn the leaves and it's almost like a compost pile if you've ever experienced or worked with compost. It's basically what they're doing is they're composting these leaves but then packing them into these tight discs and serving them. That's the shoe or um, or ripe puar, the shang is the longer fermentation process that they just let it kind of naturally happen by steaming at the very beginning, let the moisture soak into the leaves, and then they tight, they pack them into very tight discs and let them sit for years. And this just became so popular. Nowadays, people love this tea, and it's found 
all over the world as something that we enjoy drinking. And it's becoming so popular because of some of the unique health benefits and traditions of around Puar teas. So some of these unique health benefits can date back to traditional Chinese medicine and what they would work with this Puar tea for. Specifically, Puar tea was known as a tea in traditional Chinese medicine to warm the body and it was a very potent digestive, um, digestive tea. So if you think about it, fermenting beverages and products like kefir, uh, yogurt, kombucha, we know about those gut healing properties. Well, Puar has these very similar type properties because they have this, this excess of, of microflora on the tea leaves themselves and therefore in your cup of tea. So you have very similar properties to the digestive tract. It helps with cleansing and detoxifying the body. In traditional Chinese medicine, it was consumed to dispel excess oils and fats from meals within the body and specifically in the blood. So it would bind to these excess fatty lipids in the blood and be dispelled through our excretion and urination. Um, So therefore... It is best always to consume this tea after meals, around like 30 minutes to an hour after meals in traditional Chinese medicine. They also would work with this tea as a hangover cure because it has this great job of detoxifying and supporting these detoxification processes in the body. So if you're looking for a good hangover cure, check out some Puar tea. And finally, the the caffeine within Puar tea does change depending on what style you consume. The shu puar or the raw, sorry, the ripe puar, which is the more popular nowadays because it's the quicker fermentation process. Because it's a quicker fermentation process, it has a higher caffeine content. Whereas the shang puar, which has a longer caffeine or a longer fermentation process, has a lower caffeine. And that is because the longer fermentation process allows the microbes to consume that caffeine as energy. So you can assume like a shu puar would have like 70 to 80 milligrams of caffeine. A shang would have like 50 to 60 milligrams of caffeine. So what are some tips and tricks for you to have the best puar tea experience? Well, one, it's fun to buy a brick of this puar tea. This is the traditional way that you will find puar teas is in these big discs, like sometimes as big as like basketballs. Um, in a circumference. And it's fun to have this and to show it off to, to friends and guests. And you can use, you can buy like a little pick and chisel to even get some of the tea. And it's, it's a more fun way. So if you're looking for the full experience, I recommend buying a brick of this tea. You can buy it in loose leaf form as well. So if you're not, if that intimidates you, do not hesitate to just buy loose leaf. Um, Puar tea, because it's a longer fermentation process, it's like a fine wine. Many people like to keep their puar teas, especially the shang puars, and store them for longer periods of time in their cupboard and in their kitchen. This just allows the flavor to be sweeter and smoother as time goes on. So treat it like a fine wine. Maybe you use it only on special occasions. Um, A shu puar can be subjected to a higher temperature. So the shu puar is a darker and bolder 
flavored tea. It can be at these higher temperatures for longer periods of time. So I recommend steeping it at like five to 10 to even 15 minutes, maybe even simmering it at those temperatures. And, or so at like this boiling temperature, like around 212, it's going to be fine. It's going to be smoother, sweeter, delicious tasting. The Shang Puar, however, likes the, likes a little bit lower steep time and lower temperature. So about like 190 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit for less than five minutes. And you can just re-steep it and get those delicious flavors out of it. The the Shu Puar or the Ripe Puar, that's going to be a very earthy, dark, and bold flavored tea. The Shang will be a lighter and, or the, the Shang or the Ripe, or yeah, Ripe Puar is a lighter tea. And will also be earthy. Puar in general is very earthy, but it's going to be a lot lighter. You can definitely tell in the color of the tea itself. And then if you are interested in getting deeper into your tea game, test it out with a, a Yijing pot. So Yijing is pot is a clay pot. They are expensive, but if you test it out with it, it's best to do this and to reuse the same tea within your one Yijing pot. So if you have like a specific Shu Puar that you really love, you found it, you love it, great. Use the same Yijing pot with only that tea. What happens in these clay pots is that they actually get seasoned with the flavor of the tea. And if you start to mix and match different teas within the different Yijing pots, there's, yeah, the flavors can just overpower and taint some of the other tea experiences. So dedicate one Yijing pot to one Puar and experiment with that. Puars are are a great one to experiment with that if you're looking to take your tea game to the next level. So that's it. That's the brief history of Puar tea, some of the unique health benefits of Puar tea, and any tips and tricks to make your Puar tea experience the absolute best. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. In the review, if you want to hear about a specific tea and have me do a specific episode on that tea, leave a comment, leave a five-star review, and in the comment, leave that specific tea, and I will add it to the list. We are going to be starting that up in two days where I'm taking recommendations from listeners to Dig into teas that you specifically want to hear about. So leave that review, leave those comments, and I will add it to the list. And then finally, check out the best tea company, my tea company, Fresh Steeps. If you're interested in a unique Puar tea, Fresh Steeps, we have a chai cleanse, which is Puar tea-based. It is a Shu Puar, so it's going to be that that darker and bolder Puar tea. It's a shu puar with cinnamon, clove, ginger, ashwagandha for some functional cortisol stress relieving benefits and dandelion root for some extra liver support as well as the damn good roasted flavor that is just superb. So check it out. Fresh Steeps. That's freshsteeps.com. F-R-E-S-H-S-T-E-E-P-S.com. Chai cleanse for your best chai QRT experience. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Remember to take some time for yourself and enjoy a cup of tea today, and we will see you in the next episode.